Hey, welcome to Minnesota Politics 101. I am Pat Kessler, the political reporter for WCCO Television. We are the CBS station in Minneapolis. You're not listening to a classic hit streaming service. This is a Donald J. Trump rally in Rochester, Minnesota, just a few days ago. One of the greatest campaign rally playlists I have heard in many, many years, or ever. And I've been covering these things since Pink Floyd was on top of the charts back in 1980. And we've got something to say about all of that in just a moment. We are going to deconstruct the rally And we're going to take you inside the room and meet some all-in Trump supporters. And I mean all-in. It's like I've never had a Holy Spirit moment. I mean, but on a human level, this this President Donald Trump moment where the people are are electrified. Covering a Trump rally is a trip. It's an event. It's a happening. It's a gathering of friends. It's boisterous, it's happy, it's raucous, it's loud, and it is sometimes threatening. It's a traveling show like a circus in the best sense of that word. Some people follow the Trump show from state to state. We met some of them. They follow it like a fish concert. And vendors are making big money there outside. They travel with the show. They sell hats and t-shirts and buttons. What's your biggest seller? Well, as far as the buttons go, uh, you know, the Dads Against Daughters Dating Democrats is a, always a popular one. Wait a minute. Dads Against Daughters Dating Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, brings all the dads in. You can get the girls. Uh, but uh, the Trump 45 Suck It Up Buttercup, the button and the t-shirt is the most popular by far, I think, of, of all the t-shirts and all the vendors, actually. Um, but uh, we've got uh, some cool ones. You know, I Only Date Republicans. United States Space Force. Space Force! The, you know, the AR-15 is it because I'm black. Um, you know, the gas and flag is always a nice nice one. And of course the Trump with his picture and stuff on it always goes. And uh, t-shirts, what's the biggest seller here? Biggest seller, again, is the Trump 45 Suck It Up Buttercup. Um, we, uh, the Border Wall Construction Company, Build a Wall to Port the Mall is number two. The Space Force has come in this probably... Build a Wall to Port the Mall? Yeah. That's popular? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's one of my best-selling shirts. And then, like, the old-school conservative. Um, old-school Or oh, you got a customer here. I'm sorry. You Space got a, Force is, yeah, is the best. Space thing. Force is that. Okay, you got a customer. Do you have uh, that second buttercup in a, like, X or XXL? Like, 2XL? 2XL. Yeah, it'd be 25. So yeah. 45 Suck it up, buttercup. You like that one. They do. <laughs> I've seen rallies this energized before, like Barack Obama 2008, very similar, the same kind of messianic following. But President Obama did not sustain these kinds of crowds and this kind of excitement two years into his presidency like President Trump does. 
This is a a dress-up event like a Minnesota Vikings game, except instead of wearing all things purple, it's all things Trump. Every year for uh, Halloween, I go out as um, president, dressed in a Hillary Clinton prison outfit. Crooked Hillary. And how are you at, at, when they see you? How? I love it. I don't really care. Yeah, make America great you again. A, you're a Trump girl. Yeah. I have a whole uh, Trump office at my house. Yeah. I've got my Trump trolls. I've got Trump flags. So I've got Trump socks on. All right, let's see. What else? Anything else we need to see that you have on? I've got deplorable underwear. I don't believe you. I do. There were a number of Trump supporters at the Rochester rally who were wearing the letter Q. Q on their shirts, their signs, their hats, their buttons. It was like a secret signal. One very young pregnant woman wore a t-shirt with a Q smack dab in the middle of her baby tummy like a bullseye. QAnon, we discover, is a person or a movement that started in 2017 with the purpose of revealing all of the deep state opponents of President Trump and bypassing mainstream media on internet sites like 4chan and Twitter. I was told the letter Q is a reference to a top secret clearance in the United States. Q reportedly has access to highly classified information, and some believe Q may be President Trump himself. Q supporters began showing up at these Trump rallies during the summer, including in Duluth and now in Rochester. And one of the first people inside the Rochester rally was a perfectly charming woman from Robbinsdale, Minnesota. She took a seat on the mezzanine level, center stage, just above the floor. She had an unobstructed view of President Trump at 12 o'clock. And then she, she unfurled a large Trump flag on which the U in Trump had been changed to a Q. She put on a small hat, not, not quite a derby or a top hat, but kind of similar. She put on a small hat with a Q pasted on Q important in this political atmosphere nowadays? We're 2018, going into the midterms. Why is Q important? Q is important because I believe our mainstream media is corrupt. I believe our mainstream media uh, is not fake news, it's propaganda. And I call people who listen only to mainstream media and not alternative news sources as Kool-Aid drinkers. And they are drinking the Kool-Aid and they don't know better because that's all they know. Could you give me one example of a news story that you think is fake and that Q is giving the proper angle on it, the proper treatment that it deserves? I mean, what, what are you getting that you're not getting in the mainstream media? Well, the mainstream media is corrupt and it's not only what they don't report, it's what they do report. Uh, and when they do report things, if you look just at the choice they make in the, the photo or the video clip that they choose of a Republican or of Trump, 
uh, oh, and uh, the the sound bites that they choose. It's horrible. They, they so you mean that like it would be a, a picture of him and kind of doesn't look that great uh, when there could be a much better picture to oh, select? absolutely. Yes. And and uh, the, the things that they choose to cover, they make stuff up. They, they, they literally make stuff up and say it's news and it's not. Mainstream media are a sharp focus of many people at the Trump rally and not always in a good way. A number of times people came up to me unsolicited and they admonished me or asked me or warned me. They always said, tell the truth. I was on a camera platform directly across from the president and hundreds of people filled in the space in front of the president's podium. One person tried to get my attention for a while and when he did, then he, he held up a a large, very large, triple XL, I think, held up a T-shirt so we could see it, uh, held up the, a large gray T-shirt with a huge hand and a finger pointed directly at me with the words, you are fake news. And the president, of course, makes this a highlight of every single campaign rally. Look back there. Look at all that media. Look at all that media. We could ever get them on our side, we'd win for a thousand years. He's egging on the crowd, so they turn around and point at the media, and we are all in a small holding pen at the rally. So they turn around, point at the media, and they boo with both hands cupped around their mouths, and they jeer, and they give us the thumbs down, or they give us the finger. Uh, I, I've, I've really never... I've never felt threatened or unsafe at a Trump event, I have to tell you. And I've covered five of them so far, and I think it's all part of the show that people do expect. But there are incidents with reporters in other places, especially national reporters, and they get heckled by angry crowds trying to disrupt their live shots, and a few of them do get threatened. Now, we caught up with uh, CBS News reporter Chip Reed. He says he's never been threatened. Uh, but he was in Rochester for the rally, and he's covered many Trump events, and he calls it grueling, but also exciting. Well, I think one thing that may surprise some people is that uh, many of us in the press now have security, because when he points his finger at the press and says they're the enemy of the people, some people in the crowd get pretty riled up about that. Not many. I've never felt unsafe. But most of us in the press, they actually hire security. I won't show you, tell you who in this crowd they are, uh, but we have security just in case. I think it's more for liability reasons. I've never actually felt unsafe at a Trump rally, uh, but there are people who do. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. By the time President Trump walks out into the Rochester Mayo Civic Center arena, he walks out from behind a wall of blue curtains and the crowd is pumped. I mean, really pumped. And he gives them exactly what they came for. A little tough talk, a little humor and sarcasm and irony. This is supposed to be a Democrat state. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. And a lot of red meat. They have a very big surprise coming, don't you think? Very big surprise. The Democrats embrace socialism. 
We're not going to be Venezuela. You see what's happening? And open our borders to deadly drugs and violent gangs. And I've said it, and I'll say it as many times as you want to hear it. And it's because of their policy that Democrats are truly the party of crime. Because that's what happens. Open borders, that's what happens. And the Dems are willing to do anything to hurt anyone to get the power they so desperately crave. President Trump is here in Minnesota to campaign for Republicans who have a real good shot of flipping some congressional seats from Democrat to Republican. There's a strong race for governor and U.S. Senate, especially the race between Democratic Senator Tina Smith and Republican candidate Karen Housley, and she's running a very smart, aggressive campaign. It's closer than many people thought it was going to be. Now, Tina Smith, the Democrat, was appointed by the governor to fill the seat of Al Franken, who resigned after allegations of inappropriate sexual behavior. So what was unexpected here is the president casually insulting Senator Smith and then sticking the knife in Al Franken and twisting it. So Karen is running against a far-left Democrat, Tina Smith, who nobody knows who the hell she is. Who is she? She was appointed. She took a wacky guy's place. That guy was, he was wacky. What did he fold up like a wet rag, huh? Man. Man, he was gone so fast. He was gone so fast. I don't want to mention Al Franken's name, okay? So I won't mention. He was gone. He was gone so fast. It was like, oh, he did something. Oh, I resigned. I quit. I quit. Wow. He was gone. And he was replaced by somebody that nobody ever heard of. Her name is Tina Smith. Honestly, you know, I do this stuff for a living. I'm not sure I ever heard of her. And I need her vote. I don't even know why the president went there, but he did. And what does it even mean? I mean, is, is, is he mocking Franken because he resigned after the allegations? Does he believe Franken should have just denied all the allegations or fought them, as the president himself has done with women who have made similar allegations against him? You just don't know. So we told you about how big a role music plays at a Trump rally. It's really quite catchy. It's a, a greatest hits playlist broadcast at very high volumes for hours before the concert. And I, I've watched many times men and women of all ages bobbing their heads to the music and putting on a couple of dance moves, reporters also. But songs at campaign rallies I, I, I've found, I've learned over the years, are really messages uh, President Obama's uh, message, for example, his walk-off music was Stevie Wonder, signed, sealed, and delivered. It gets the crowds pumped up, and they go. But like everything else President Trump does, his musical choices, too, they surprise me. And, and, and it's not so much the walk-up music. Yeah, 
That's Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American, which is a, a very, very predictable Republican, but also inspiring choice of music. It's how it's how the president ends his campaign rallies that, that got me pretty interested in this. Previous presidents have said at the end of their speeches, and God bless the United States of America. But for Trump, it's it's different. It's completely different. It's a branding exercise. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all. He's got a great slogan, and President Trump is a great salesman, but he recites that line, and then his walk-off music comes up right away. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Minnesota. Thank you. Thank you. And it's the Rolling Stones. It's the Rolling Stones' grim, dark ballad. You can't always get what you want from the Stones' 1969 album, Let It Bleed. It's very dark. The song, by the way, is said to have a Minnesota connection. Uh, It refers to a guy named Mr. Jimmy Hutmaker, a local character in Excelsior, Minnesota, back in 1964, he had an unexpected encounter with Mick Jagger at an Excelsior, Minnesota drugstore. That's a suburb of Minneapolis after one of the very earliest Stones concerts. And Jagger, the the legend goes, and it's true or not true, I think it is, uh, he was disappointed when he could not get a cherry Coke at the soda fountain there. And uh, Mr. Jimmy was standing in the line behind him. He says, you can't always get what you want. Now, how this possibly ended up as President Trump's walk-off music is really unclear. And the Stones have asked him to stop using it, but you can't always get what you want. Minnesota Politics 101 is produced by Sean Skinner. I'm Pat Kessler, the political reporter for WCCO Television in Minneapolis. Thanks for listening. See you next week.